Welcome to the Dr. Judd Podcast. This is Dr. Judd. I'm Dr. Judd Brewer, addiction psychiatrist and neuroscientist specializing in anxiety and habit change. Yesterday, I was hosting a live office hours on YouTube so that people that don't have access to a psychiatrist can ask questions about how to cope with fear, anxiety, and uncertainty. Someone asked how to deal with anger and use the example of fake news and people not taking this pandemic seriously. So let's talk about the different types of anger, where it comes from, and what to do when it shows up. If we're not careful, our responses can add fuel to the fires of frustration and anger, and they can blow up in our faces instead of helping. Let's start with the seeds of anger. Think back to the last time you were angry. Anger doesn't just come out of the blue, it starts somewhere. Let's use the analogy of fire. Fire needs fuel and a spark. Campfires keep us warm and make our marshmallows brown and gooey so we can enjoy s'mores, while forest fires create a lot of damage. This applies to any situation, but right now coronavirus is that fuel. We are the spark. How do we use this fuel to create those glowing embers of warm connection and spread these by kindness instead of pouring gasoline on the fire and burning everything around us? So here's the science. Really briefly, there are two types of fuel for anger. Let's call these gasoline and diesel. The gasoline type is anger born from expectations, basically not getting something that we want. The diesel type of anger is born from getting hurt, being put in a vulnerable situation, or basically anything related to fear. Interestingly, similar to gas and diesel fuel, which both start from crude oil, both types of anger have something in common, wanting. With expectations, we can get angry when we don't get something that we want. With fear, we can get angry when we get something that we don't want. The only difference is the polarity. Expectations are related to wanting more of something, and fear is related to wanting less of something. Let's take the example of coronavirus. There's a lot of anger and outrage out there about fake news. Someone could be fueling their own anger with either gasoline or diesel. If their expectations of wanting people to only disseminate accurate information aren't met, they're adding gasoline. If they're afraid that fake news will keep people from taking the situation seriously, they're adding diesel. Both add fuel to the fire and neither help the situation. Why? When emotions burn hot, we can't think or see clearly. Just like anxiety and fear, anger also makes the prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of our brain, go offline. This is where the terms explosive anger and blind rage come from. It doesn't matter what fuel caused the fire. What matters is that the forest is burning. This applies to any anger we're seeing out there right now. Check to see if anything's made you angry lately. Has it been your local, state, or national government not doing enough? Or doing something that you're afraid will make things worse? Has it been something that you've seen people do at the grocery store or on social media? Has it been something that a family member has done? So how do we bottle all of this fuel and use its energy to drive forward together? Here's a simple three-step process that you can use when your anger flares up. One, remove yourself from the situation if you can and find a safe place. This might be a different room or just pushing back from your computer or phone. Take a few deep breaths or do a short mindfulness exercise like bringing your awareness to your feet to ground yourself in the present moment. This will help your thinking brain come back online so you can see that you're standing in front of a small fire holding a gallon of gasoline so you don't throw it on the fire. Two, when your thinking brain is back online, remember back to the last time you dumped that fuel on the fire. 
It could have been a social media post that outraged you and you angrily replied only to get into a Facebook or Twitter fight in front of the whole world. Or it could have been your spouse doing something really small that caused you to blow your top. Do you feel proud of those moments? Of course not. Remember what the shame or regret feels like right now. It's a very useful flame retardant. Just like paying attention and seeing what cigarettes taste like, they taste pretty bad, or that eating three pieces of cake and feeling that stomach ache you got as a result, seeing the results of your actions clearly hacks the reward systems in your brain so that you're less excited to do that behavior in the future. But this only works if you take a moment to really feel into those feelings of remorse and shame, not as a way to beat yourself up, but as a way to help you learn. Three, bottle that fuel and use it to cook kindness. A really good way to channel your anger energy is to direct it toward being kind. I'll go full on into my lab's research showing how a specific type of mindfulness practice called loving kindness can literally change how your brain fires in a later video. But for now, I'll give you an example from something that happened in my kitchen early this morning. I was about to heat some water for tea when my wife asked if she could use the microwave first. I noticed a couple of self-righteous, what about my tea thoughts coming into my head? and some clenching feeling in my body. But remembering for me how selfishness feels much worse than kindness, I said, sure, go ahead. She couldn't find the things she was going to microwave, so I suggested that I just go ahead and get my water started while she found it. She left and she came back when the microwave still had about a minute to go. I could sense a little impatience. Today's her first day of teaching her college students online. She's a little bit nervous. And I noticed how I was starting to catch that irritability as my mind started spitting out thoughts of, really, you can't wait one minute? This is a great example of the social contagion that I talked about in an earlier video. Impatience triggers irritability and so on. I had the gas and I was about to dump it on the emotional fire by giving some early morning moral high ground lecture to my wife, when all she was trying to do was get her day going. We both knew from all of our previous times of me doing this, how this burns our relationship. So instead, I took a deep breath and we hugged for 40 seconds, big and strong, while the microwave finished heating my water. By the time the microwave beeped and my water had boiled, our emotions had cooled down and dissolved into smiles. This might be hard to relate to right now, but really, it only takes 30 seconds to stop and hug your spouse or kids. It's really important to remember that we're all on edge right now, and it's critical that we step back and be understanding both with ourselves and others. We should expect stronger emotions and emotional reactions from ourselves and others, and work not to take things personally. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on others. I'll end with a page from the book my wife and I are reading together before we go to sleep, called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. What do you think success is, asked the boy. To love, said the mole. So today, instead of trying to be successful at being right or making other people change their behavior, see if you can first remind yourself what it feels like after the fire of anger has raged through the mental forest. And see if you can instead bottle that fuel of anger to be successful at loving and being kind instead. Onward, together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to receive future episodes, and please share this with friends or loved ones who might find the content helpful. To learn more about mindfulness and habit change, visit drjudd.com. See you next time.